0: Alright, everyone. Welcome back to another special Ruthless ST Radio episode. As always, I am your host, Nick Bernal, the Ruthless ST himself. I know, I have to pump my own ego somehow. (laughs) And with me this week, we have Michael DiGiorgio from MD Beyond Cars. Michael, how are you doing today?
1: I am doing great. Nick, how are you?
0: You know... I couldn't be happier, uh well, I can be, but that requires more money but uh, or another things, yeah, or another car or something, but other than that i'm I can't complain okay. i can't complain so uh again, uh, as you recall, a couple weeks ago, I gave a j the week off, and uh well, I decided to give him the week off again. I'm just so nice of a guy. <laughs> nice, So sit back, relax, and Michael and I are going to BS
1: for about an hour. Let's do it. Sounds good.
0: Before we get into that, I do have to mention uh, our sponsor here at Ruthless ST Radio, the Car Spa. From everything from a basic wash to full ceramic coatings, the Car Spa in Springfield will take care of all of your automotive detailing needs. Uh, one of the things that he does is he does, uh, like I said, he does ceramic coatings now, but he also uh, not only does exterior details, but he does interior details, and they turn out fantastic. So, if you need a just a basic wash or maybe something a little more sophisticated, go ahead and hit up Jeff Howard at uh, the Car Spa. Uh, his website is Carspadetailing.weebly.com. Again, that is detailing.weebly.com. Or the better way to get a hold of him is through his Facebook group, which is called The Car Spa. And if you tell him your buddy Nick sent you, use promo code RUTHLESS when you schedule your service, you actually will get 10% off of your scheduled appointment. So like I said, that's promo code RUTHLESS for 10% off your scheduled appointment. The Car Spa. Your car needs this. Wow, I did pretty good for that one. Yeah, it was solid. <laughs> Last it week's worked. was still kind of shaky, but that that one actually turned out pretty good. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, so it's been a couple months since you've been on the show.
1: <laughs> I think it has, yeah. I think we talked, what, in February or March, maybe?
0: Um, You know, it was right before you, because you told me off camera, and I didn't spoil it. But it was right yeah. before – pretty much right before you uh, uh, unveiled the plans for the uh, the C8.
1: Right. Um, yeah, I think I was, I was right in the middle of video editing from the yes, bird trip.
0: Yes, you were. You were. Actually, I think you were doing that while you were talking to us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think so. If I remember win. correctly, I just put a video out. I was either putting one out that morning or putting one out that night. But, uh, um, I think you put out episode like
0: one maybe the day before yeah. or the week yeah, before or
1: something so. like that. Yeah, it's coming off about a four-month editing binge.
0: Yeah, yeah, I bet. <laughs> oh, so what's the stat? Keep bear in mind this this is actually um about two weeks before this show airs. Sure. So this sh- this show, for those that don't know, this is uh June the 10th. This show's not going to actually air until the 25th. Um because I will be in Alabama that weekend. But got to fill got to got to come up with that consistent content. So okay, for consistent. for those that maybe don't know, maybe kind of explain what you're doing a little bit. And uh, as of June 10th, why don't you
1: give us a little update? Right. Yeah. So the whole backstory is um, my C8 is actually going to be a SEMA show car this year. Which I'm jealous. Um, <laughs> 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 yeah. It's it's pretty wild to say. And um, now that I've signed the paperwork for it, I think I can actually say now that it's going to be in the Toyota Tires. Um, At SEMA 21, which is a pretty huge honor for a a nobody car guy like me. So, um, really excited about that. It's going to be a full uh, carbon fiber body, um, wide body kit that's being done by a shop in uh, Long Beach, California called Competition Carbon. And uh, working with them. And then the same guy that owns that shop is a partner at Signature uh, Forged Wheel. So they're going to be providing the wheels. Toy will be providing the tires, obviously. And um, to go with
0: Proxes, probably,
1: right? Yeah, our 888Rs. Mm-hmm. So it's it's going to be a pretty outrageous car. I've shared a couple of uh, some of the early renders that we did, uh, that our designer did, really, on Instagram. I'm technically not supposed to share the final spec. Uh, Actually, you know, so Toya's whole thing is they, they want to be the ones that unveil the more. Yeah, um, so of course. Right, yeah, absolutely. So I've been pretty careful about uh, showing the the newest design integrations, um, but it's it looks quite a bit different than what I've showed. You know, obviously it uses a lot of the, the same design language, mm-hmm. but uh, we definitely have saved some some tricks up our sleeve on that. So I shipped the car to a competition, I think, in the middle of April. So it's been there about a little under two months now. Um, And their kind of first steps are they have 3D prints of the outer features of what will be the final body panels. And um, they've used those to mock up uh, sort of the outer shape which they'll then use to create molds, which they'll then use to create the carbon fiber pieces uh, that will ultimately be the final body panels. So they've had some issues with some of those 3D prints uh, just not being completely accurate, um, which isn't necessarily unexpected. That's kind of just the nature of the beast. But um, they've been working through that over the last couple of weeks. Uh, We've got the front uh bumper now pretty much completely done and they're doing the uh, they've got the rear bumper done too actually and right now they're working on the front and uh from there they'll go into the like fenders and door panels so
0: so, so are yeah. they so there's going to be no stock Chevy body panels on this thing when it's done
1: right um yeah the door panels door, yeah, I think pretty much only the door actually be stocked. Which R- still wow,
0: round. see, it's I was I men. was wondering about that when I saw the, because I, I have seen the render, and quite honestly, the render looks almost dead on, at least from the angle, from the, the front angle that you've shared. Yeah. The, 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 um, the ang- the, blah, 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 <laughs> the body panels look... Almost dead on C8R.
1: Yeah, there's obviously a lot of similarities there. Um, they use that as a big inspiration early on, and then um, oh, please over the, be, it
0: still looks kind of like that.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I mean it does. Most of the panels are going to look the same. There's just yeah. some features that we've added, some that we've modified, but uh, basically they had the. A render very similar to what you've seen and what I've put on um, Instagram um, when I got involved and then kind of over the the following months, uh, I worked with the designer and the shop owner to kind of personalize that design and make some little tweaks here and there. And we're sure. very, uh, very excited with how it turned out. We just got um, a last set of renders from the designer, actually, while I was on autogrossing. Uh-huh. I went to take a lunch break and looked at my phone, and he had just sent the latest friend I about fellowuber nice. <laughs> so that
0: we'll get into the autocrossing crossing a little later into the show,
1: yeah but, for sure but, but uh you know,
0: everybody's like ooh ooh m d beyond cars well we we know what he's famous for
1: but um no obvi- i mean i i'm it's uh it's it's a pretty surreal thing to have uh your car being used for something like that. So I'm, I'm very excited about it. and I'm sure it's going to be a stressful couple of months up until SEMA, but um, it's, it's going to be awesome.
0: So so is this something they're trying to, and, and you don't have to answer this, of course, given sure. given the circumstances, but is this something that they're going to try and bring to market, or is this just a build that they want to do just because?
1: No, yeah, this is um, definitely something they're going to bring to market. Um, and I think probably most... So, again, this is competition carbon's kit. Uh, mine will be a little bit different, probably from the, uh, I guess, retail kit that they'll sell. huh. And I'm going to guess that they're going to sell most of their kits in fiberglass. Uh,
0: As opposed to carbon fiber.
1: Right, yeah. And then mine will be... Even more unique because it'll be all exposed carbon fiber, which I'm guessing most of uh, most of their customers are not going to do. Oh. But yeah, it's, it'll be. I don't know what their timeframe is for that. Noah, um, who, who is the shop owner, um, you know, I can send anyone that's interested his contact information. He's a great guy, but uh, yeah, he's he's definitely looking to to sell these kits in the future. That's
0: gonna be sweet. Yeah. It gives cuz as you know, um we're in line to order a C8 here at Burnout Family Motorsports and I kind of want to tell dad to get this kit because it's going to look like a C8R. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's going to be pretty awesome. It's not going to be the... a- after
0: Sebring in March. Uh I uh I definitely want to make the C8 look like a C8R.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a gorgeous looking looking race car. It's it actually is. the background on my uh computer right now, but it's it's a knockout.
0: It's it's so good. It's so good. Yeah.
1: Yeah, especially that rear end with the big uh the huge diffuser and then the yes. tires it, it just looks so much more aggressive.
0: It does. Like, and you know, I don't know, have you ever been to Sebring? I have not. Oh. You and I are gonna have to go to Sebring one year because the really cool thing about Sebring, and I, I think I sent you a couple of videos, um, but you can basically get right next to the track. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, like like so. There's there's your fence that you stand behind, and then probably we'll say maybe 20 feet away in spots okay. is the guardrail for the track. And then another 10 feet beyond that is the track. Wow. So like yeah. turn 10, 11, 12, you can get right up on the right up on the fence and right up on the track and it provides some good awesome photo and video opportunities.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably some great sounds too. Huh?
0: Oh, for sure, for sure. I loved it. I loved it. We're dad and I probably aren't going to go back until uh, LMDH becomes a thing. Because, um, you know, we've seen the cars in their current form, right? So, right. I think the only thing that sucks is GTLM is going away.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I know. It seems like the Corvette can never find a class to compete in. <laughs> they kind well, of, like, know, run the competition out, and then they have to make new classes. And
0: You know, it's kind of funny because... Pratt and Miller told – actually, while Sebring was going on, Pratt and Miller told IMSA, "Um, we just developed this car for GTE, and now you want to take away GTLM. Right. Um, A, are you stupid? And B, uh, will you please run a – I mean, they're going to bop it to hell, right? But can you let us please run our GTE car – in gt3 until we can make a gt3 c8r right Because you guys are stupid
1: yeah yeah they they seems like they run through that <laughs> i think they they ran into that with the uh c6r too didn't they um C6R, you know i I,
0: was... I think it was either the c6r or the late c7r because the they were having they've been having this this discussion for a few years right so I don't know how long that that discussion has been going on. I think it started in the C6R days. I think you're correct.
1: Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of a, a bummer. Um those are the cars I I like to watch the most because they're they at least kind of resemble stock cars.
0: Like, yeah. For whatever
1: reason, watching cars that like they actually look like road going vehicles is a lot more exciting to me. It,
0: but I'm it, very it is. excited to
1: see the uh and I don't remember exactly what the class is called, but like the uh, hypercar prototype class, whatever that they're coming out so with. So that is
0: called, that is called, it's just simply called Le Mans Hypercar LMH.
1: Okay. So the yeah. LMDH. Ferrari's going to be running the car.
0: Yeah, Ferrari, Glickenhaus, everybody. And what's yeah, cool awesome. is um, the LMDH, which is the Le Mans Daytona. Um, Hybrid. That's what the H stands for. Or the the lowercase H in LMDH stands for hybrid. Um, The LMDHs are supposed to, because of the convergence, are supposed to be able to compete with the LMHs. The funny thing about that is, though, last year when the LMHs were on track, the LMP2s were faster. Is that right? Um, Yes, which is not supposed to be the case. (laughs) So they've got some work to do. Right. right. The the, the thing is, though, I think uh, there's more LMDH commitment than there is LMH commitment. So that'll be interesting to see how that ends up shaking out. Because, like, Porsche, I think BMW, there's a couple others that have already committed to LMDH. Um, Obviously, Cadillac. Yep. Well, they don't have much of a choice. But
1: Yeah. Regardless, I'm just happy to see Ferrari back and uh yes. making the highest end stuff That'll Yes, be neat. Yes. I mean,
0: let's be real, Reese's been chugging along, but Reese can only do so much. <laughs> right. Right. So on from professional racing, we we have a new autocrosser. <laughs> I, I have I have well depending on how you how you word it, um or I was gonna think say I don't know it. if I
1: quite classified as that yet. Yeah, Maybe give me a couple more weekends out there. <laughs> well <laughs> I, I think down. I
0: think I think you're on the right track. I mean you certainly are asking me tons of questions, which I have
1: no problem with. Yeah, I'm um, a I'm a prospective autocross rule. We'll...
0: <laughs> I, I, I think I think you're converted. You just don't realize it yet.
1: Yeah. I'm definitely <laughs> I'm all in on doing it, yeah, for sure. Now that so, I have a car to do it,
0: So why don't you tell us so far, because I know you've done a
1: couple of events, or at least one. Just one, yeah. Just one real event. Um, and you did, yeah, did Cincy's so, Novice School, right? Yeah, I did the Novice School at Cincinnati. Um, I would have loved to run this week, and unfortunately I have to be up in club base. Uh, to get fitted for a suit for um, a wedding partner that I I'm in, mean, and it's killing me because Cincinnati's running, and then they're running at Kilcare, too. So it'll yeah, be I know.
0: I, I was tempted to run at Killcare this week, but the car's not yeah. ready yet, or I would. Yeah,
1: I was looking for any way to make the timing work that I could do both, but uh, we're meeting up at 10 o'clock, and I think I mean, that's going to be right in the middle of the event. Yeah,
0: but... yeah, that doesn't work.
1: Yeah, but anyway... um was looking for something kind of to fill my time now that the C8's gone. I was definitely getting that itch to get out and drive a little bit. And then I, uh, on the same trip to visit the shop that's doing my car, made a stop at the Ron Fellows Racing School just outside of Las Vegas. Oh, now
0: now you're making me even more jealous. (laughs) But continue. I,
1: I really got the bug then. So I was like looking for any way to get out. You know, on a track, autocross sure. circuit, whatever. Sure. Which I've kind of already been looking at. You know, we've been talking since probably, I don't know, November maybe or December about.
0: Um, let's cars. see. So you sent you. I mean, hell, even before you sent the C8 off, you were talking to me about it. So yeah, I would say late last year, early this year. So yeah, probably November, right. December is about right.
1: Right. So it, yeah, it was something I was. Kind of playing with before, and then once I decided to send my car, I was like, all right, I got to have something. <laughs> so was looking at a number of different cars. At first, it was C5s, and then um, <laughs> pretty much just uh, looked at the numbers a couple more times, and I'm like, I, I just can't afford to make that work right now.
0: Well, and with the market the way it is.
1: It's insane. It's, yeah, it's insane. It's
0: completely insane right now. Because I I also am looking, I'm not looking as hastily as you are. I'm sitting back on my on my fat rear end because I still have a car payment to pay right. off. Um, right. And I don't even know if I'm gonna replace that car payment. I you know I'll, I'll obviously add ruthless ain't going anywhere unless somebody offers right. me twenty grand and that ain't happening anytime soon. Um, right. But you know. The car market in general is so screwy right now that I don't even
1: want to buy a new car. A new car, a no, used you, car.
0: You don't want to buy a car right
1: now. Should, yeah, it's no bad. one should. It, you know, no one should. But no. sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. I
0: I still <laughs> kick my girlfriend around because she decided she wanted to buy a new car, and I don't know necessarily know if she got a good deal on it, but
1: I mean, no one is right now. No, uh, there
0: are no such things as good because people can't. You look at, say, Jeff Weiler in Springfield, and the lot is literally
1: empty. It's bad. It's crazy. I mean, yeah, I drive by Voss all the time, and it, it looks like they're going out of business.
0: Yeah, it really does. Um, it's, it's desolate.
1: Yeah, going back to we were talking about a little bit off air, I talked to Josh Palmer up at Jeff Schmidt, mm-hmm. who's, who sold my C8, Um and I think he said they usually have three to 500 cars or something like that in their lot, and they have trouble keeping 50 cars right now. Yeah, it's so nuts. Did
0: you see, uh, while we're on the subject of, of Chevy stuff, did you see uh, Chevy actually canceled the remainder of the 2021 C8 allocations? They're all 2022s now.
1: Yeah, so I saw a couple of articles about that. I haven't been following it as closely as I was. Well, yeah, you uh, have your
0: C eight already. When I was waiting
1: about it, right? When I'll tell you what, when I when I was waiting on my car, like every five minutes, I was hitting the refresh button on like Corvette forum, Uh emailing the Corvette concierge on the GM website to check my event code. (laughs) I mean it it was just a constant like all right when's the car coming when's the car coming when's the car coming so I See, can definitely it, empathize with uh, people that are waiting right now and it, I think
0: it, it's nice for us because we have you know we have 3 of them three right, previous right. generation cars so my my dad got uh, got on the order list the 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 2 order list right and yep. he's like no hurry it gets here when it gets here
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a lot easier to stomach when you have something in the garage, but when you don't, it's brutal. And oh, I, think I can a lot only of people, imagine. A lot of people, um, when the car was originally coming out, traded in their C7s or yep. C7 Z6s or whatever or they had.
0: c 6s or whatever, yeah.
1: Right, because they were expecting it to come in a couple of months, and then obviously COVID happened, and that turned into over a year for a while. Yeah,
0: well, and and two, so, you know, you see cars speaking of corvette forum you see cars that sticker for 70 80 grand right and they're going for a hundred plus and it's like oh yeah every day god how how can you stomach that it's it's i can't i can't do it
1: (laughs) yeah even like the uh the C7 Z06 market, those cars are selling for mm-hmm. close to what they sold from. And then C7 ZR1s, I saw a couple last week that were almost $200,000. That was like a, I don't even know, $140,000, $150,000 car yeah. fully option coming out of the yeah. factory. They were, um, But, they I were mean, ready. just in general, people are, are paying crazy money for cars right now.
0: It, it doesn't matter if it's a Honda Fit or a Corvette. Newer used you either can't right. get one or right. the ones you can you're paying especially an enthusiast grade car you're paying sticker plus
1: oh absolutely and yeah.
0: makes no sense to me but
1: right but yeah like going, going back to tomorrow yeah so going back to what we were talking about though i was i was looking to do it for as cheaply as possible because obviously i'm uh you know Getting a seat meta car done is not uh not a cheap project. Sure. So um, you know, I was looking at C fives would be my first choice, but I mean, even like Mazda Miatas and like that, they're supposed to be the good, cheap, like yeah, it's gonna have it Right. Right. said Miatas right now are five or six grand. And I was comparing that to, you know, similar I guess beginner track and autocross cars, similarly priced, and I'm like, mm-hmm. well, C4 Corvettes, you can pretty much get a C4 for the same price as a Miata, right? And and, and obviously, you know, you're honestly, gonna see
0: especially with what you plan on doing with it, and yeah. uh, you know the fact that you're gonna actually drive it,
1: right? Um, yeah, and that's the, the C4 thing. is gonna be
0: more comfortable for you
1: yeah i wanted something that you know it's not going to be just a track car. i right. I in it every day of the week um yeah, so i wanted something that's fine off the track too so right. I, I pretty much made the decision that's that's the car i'm gonna get and uh this is the man playing the right one and i got a couple interesting cars that uh two of them in texas i got pretty close on one of them um, so they were both LT4 cars, which is the Grand Sport motor basically. Right. In 96. Uh, they made a couple of cars that were not grand sports, uh, just basically in that they didn't have that paint scheme, but everything else about it, the brakes, the suspension, and the motor were all grand sport at the six-speed transmission and a grand sport. I don't even know, it's probably a thirty or forty thousand dollar car, and a ninety-six LT4. A good one can be twenty thousand, but the ones that I was looking at were were both priced very very low. Uh
0: Um,
1: But they were both in Texas. One, the guy I think was asking six grand, and it was maybe one hundred and twenty thousand miles. It wasn't a perfectly clean car or anything like that. But uh, I ran the Carfax on it, and it said something about a possible odometer issue, like a roll. Which Ooh, oh no! I, so I looked through it first, and to right. me it looked like it was a glitch or a misentry or something like that in Carfax itself. I was
0: gonna say, which so, by the way, uh, those that does happen.
1: It's oh, hell to sure. get it changed, right. but right. it does happen. Right. So I'm like, okay, obviously that's kind of red flag, but I'm gonna do my homework here and see if it's not something that was entered incorrectly or whatever. So. Um, basically, there was a long line of service records on the car. and Which is always uh, good to see. Right. And the previous owner, like right before the car had sold, had taken it to a dealer. So I, it, at that time, I think it it got sold to one dealer. They had it on the lot. And then they took it to another dealer, like a, a Chevy dealer, a certified dealer uh-huh. for maintenance. And... They It went to that dealer twice, and um, the readings before that had been in, like, the 90,000s, and each of those readings was at 60-some thousand. Oof. And to make it more interesting, um, these two dealers, I looked each of them up individually, and it was six miles from one to the other. And the odometer reading on the second was exactly 12 miles. 12 miles more than it was the first time it had come in. Uh-huh. So it, it would have made sense that it would have read what it would, did the first time. They would have driven it to the dealer and then driven it back, and then it would have given that second reading. Right. So, and then all of the readings after that from service records were back up to the 90,000 range. So that didn't make any sense to me because the, um, it didn't make any sense that it would have gotten rolled back because there's no way that the person would have driven 30,000 miles in that time frame
0: uh-huh. um,
1: tried to go from 90 to 60 and then right back up to 90 or 100,000 like a couple of weeks later. Yeah. But I ended up calling that dealer. I called the dealer that actually owned the car at that time. And the, the dealer that owned the car – had mileage records on every vehicle they owned except for that one. And I was like, I don't know what's going on there, but like something fishy happened here. I don't know if the dash got replaced or, you know, whatever ended up happening.
0: I know the later cars, they switched to a partial analog, partial digital dash. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And some of the early ones had the full digital dash in them
1: right yeah the earlier cars were all digital this would have been like you said that up and a half but obviously it's 90s technology that yeah that stuff can go out all the time right but regardless i was like you know honestly for what i was doing to have an autocross car that that, you know it would have been a hell of a deal sure Um, sure i just on resale I, I want something that I can get in and out of very easily if the market goes to hell or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with with paying for this other car, if I want to get out of it quickly, I want to be able to do that. And I knew that selling that car, I was going to have anyone that knew what an LT4 was, you know, like a real enthusiast. Mm-hmm. They were going to be the kind of guy just like me that's going to look at the car Run the Carfax. And and yep. yeah, Yeah. So I'm going to have to deal with that. Uh, and I, I just didn't want to, so that was one. There was another black LT4 car in Texas that
0: I think that's the one you showed uh, me pictures
1: of. Yeah, I which I was one. like a hundred percent gonna buy. Uh, that car actually also had a weird thing with the title, but um,
0: man, you sound I, like you sound like Ed Bolian. Right now,
1: exactly. That's a, Ed Gordon would have, yeah, bought both of these and flipped yes. them and made twenty grand. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Shout out to Ed. He's got a great channel. He does. Uh, he does. But so this car had a bonded title, which has nothing to do with the shape of the car. It's not like a salvage car or anything like that. It's
0: almost like there's a lean on it, right?
1: Yeah. Well. Okay. So basically, a bonded title is something you apply for if you don't have a way to, like, fully show that you are the rightful owner of the car. So if you've oh, lost the tech, something okay. like that, yeah. you apply for a bonded title, and then it's basically... My understanding is it, like, allows them to use the car as collateral, or I guess to, to repay the um, actual owner if it turns out that someone files a claim that they were the rightful owner and not you. So it, it gives them some sort of protection... Sure. Um, if you've illegitimately titled the car, oh but so Lord. that was a weird thing. But again, this was a killer, uh, a killer deal. I think I want to say this car was listed at sixty five hundred, and it was a ten thousand dollar car all day. If it's if it was what he said it was. Sure. But um, I had the flight booked. I I think this was in Midland, Texas, which was like an eighteen hour drive from Dayton. So the plan was I was gonna fly down to Midland on a Saturday morning. And then drive the car back uh, the whole weekend. And I had the money out of the bank. I had the flight book, the whole nine yards. And then I was going back through one of the videos that the owner showed me. And I like very faint, noticed these very faint flames that had been put on this, like painted on the side. Yeah,
0: the ghost. I remember you telling me this.
1: Yeah. And it, it wasn't just on the side panel, it was on the door. And then he'd done some like pinstriping on the back, which. You would think, like, so just talking about this over the radio, you're like, okay, this guy's an idiot. How'd you not see it in the pictures? Like, unless you are, like, specifically looking for it, and even then, it's hard to tell Mm -hmm. in the pictures. Mm -hmm. And in the video, he goes over it so quickly, and the flames are so faint that it's it's honestly really hard to notice there. I actually asked the guy, um, is this, are these flames, or is that, like, a reflection from the ground? From whatever, right. He's like, no, they're flames. They're painted, blah, 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 oh. and, which, so I, I can't stand the way it looks. And like, I to me, having something like that, a custom paint job eliminates a lot of your buyers. It and does. Then,
0: well, and, and as, as you probably know this, but for those that don't, the value in a Corvette, uh, unless it's done properly, done the correct way, done not much, we'll put it that way, um, not very modified, is in a completely, utterly stock car. Yeah, exactly.
1: So. Yeah, I mean, the further you get away from that, just the less... The value tanks. Yep. So, again, it got to the situation where... (laughs) And <laughs> it was probably still a good deal, but to get the paint rights, another three or four grand at yep. least. And then yeah. it's like, am I really saving any money or is there a better company? Right. So fortunately, there was a car that I was serious about buying before that black car popped up. It was a yellow um, LT1, 94, six speed, Tallahassee, Tallahassee, Florida, that this woman had for sale. And coming off of this uh, failed deal, and this was like right before Memorial Day weekend.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I remember. I remember you telling yeah, me
1: this. Right, because I, I was going to fly down to Texas. I mean, it, you were ready to go. So mm-hmm. after that fell through, I'm like, look, I'm getting out of this weekend with a car one way or another. Uh, I'm <laughs> yeah, fighting you the <laughs> Yeah, you were kind of pissed. I was not pleased. Uh, but, but you know, it was a perfect weekend to pick up a car, and I'm like, all right. It it's, was. It's, Memorial Day something. weekend
0: was beautiful.
1: Yeah, so I immediately messaged that, the owner of that car, and I said, look, I've got the cash right here. It's 100% ready to go. Um, you just tell me that you're going to be there Saturday morning, and I will uh, book the tickets to fly down right now. It's a done deal, 100%. And uh, I think at first she was a little apprehensive because she was wondering why the heck a guy from Ohio would fly uh, all the way to Florida for an $8,000 car. So I'm like, well, I, I, I mean, like, I mean,
0: if I buy another car, I'm flying to wherever it might be and driving it home.
1: Right, That's right. what we I do. Mean, it's, not, right. it's not weird for car guys, but if you're not in that world, it's like, okay, well, that's right. this guy's story. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. so i'm like look call me like this is a situation i need an autocross car like it's the perfect car there's only so many manuals out there blah 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 blah." so i talked to her and her husband both like super people um felt super comfortable with the deal yeah and that was the other thing like both of the other guys that owned those uh 96 cars were i don't think they were bad people um but they just weren't a pleasure to deal with per se which to me like that's just off. another red flag sort of thing. You just don't know what you're getting into. Right. And this was a complete opposite experience. Like this lady was a sweetheart, and her husband was too. They were perfectly upfront about everything that the car needed. Um, so I, I felt comfortable going at least flying down there and checking it out. So I uh, booked the flights. I took a uh, flight out of Dayton at six in the morning on Saturday. Woke <laughs> up before to get there. Oh uh, man. Yeah, and so the layover was in Charlotte. Sure,
0: right, because you're Uh, going south, so it's either going to be in Atlanta or Charlotte.
1: was Charlotte, yeah, exactly. Um, So the flight was supposed to, the flight into Tallahassee was supposed to get there at 11 o'clock. So that's what I told the lady. And um, we get on the flight uh, at Charlotte to go down to Tallahassee. We're um, out on the dock or whatever they call it, the tarmac yeah exactly so you know i'm sitting there on the plane for like 20 minutes and the announcement comes on there's a maintenance issue with the aircraft you have to be oh. bored
0: <laughs> yeah. so
1: whatever right like it's going to be a couple more hours like that stuff happens right so, sure wait wait an hour get on a second airplane take off fly 20 minutes and then no kidding the captain like gets on the the mic and he's like, okay, there's another uh, issue with this craft. We're going to have to go all the way back to Charlotte. So, (laughs) so at this point
0: you're, you're 20 minutes out. You're probably somewhere either over South Carolina or
1: Georgia at this point. (laughs) Yeah. Who even knows? But I was like, you have absolutely got to be kidding me because I'm telling, you know, one, this lady is, uh, trusting me to actually show up and buy the car. So I'm like, I'm gonna look awful here and I'm wasting your whole day. But uh, two, I need to get this car and get out of there.
0: Right. For so,
1: sure. Uh we end up I think getting in Tallahassee at two o'clock. Um we you know, I looked the car over. It was actually even in better condition than it looked than in the pictures, which is nice to have a good surprise for once. Yes. Um, Special,
0: especially with your experience up to that point.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we sign all the paperwork, ready to go. I uh, get out of Tallahassee at four o'clock, and then so I have my my best friend from um, growing up lives in Savannah, Georgia. So my I had texted him earlier, and I'm like, I'm "Gonna be in Savannah because that from Tallahassee, I think like a six hour drive. Like I'll just come up and spend the weekend with you." Yeah, and he's like, "We're actually gonna be in Nashville, Ooh. which is even better." Because one, Nashville is like one of my favorite cities in the world. But two, it was pretty much right on the path to go back to Ohio. Right. So I drove eight hours that night from Tallahassee to Nashville. Got to Nashville like a little bit after midnight. Went out all night that night. Went out all day with them the next day. And then drove back the rest of the trip. It ended up being a beautiful day coming from Nashville to Ohio. Uh, Made a stop at... Uh, the Corvette factory and the museum and NCM Raceway actually.
0: Yeah, it's all uh, right there.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, and I'd never been there before, which is kind of surprising. You, I a i die.
0: You had never been to? Never even, been to any of that. Even I have been to the Corvette museum. I've only been I once, know. but I I've know. been there. No,
1: yeah. Um, so I'm like, all right, I'm going to be on the way. Like I have to stop. So that ended up being pretty cool. And then. Um, just had a really nice drive back. Had the to top down the whole way. Got well, a nice little farmer's stand off. going. Yeah, top off. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Speaking but, of which, um, which
0: top do you have? Do you have the body color one, or do you? No, you have I the body color clear,
1: one. No, no, no. I have the clear acrylic top.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: Which I love, but in the Tallahassee sun, like the first drive or the first hour of driving. Oh, I bet it was
0: horrible. It was
1: hot. I bet yeah. it was horrible. Yeah, AC is a lovely thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah the car didn't didn't blow up um i've been driving it here all this week and uh I, I told you offline it definitely needs weather stripping the brakes in it are terrible so i'm kind of trying to figure out and, and they're new brakes they're just not so they are, are,
0: are they drums or discs
1: uh, i think it's discs all the way around
0: okay well at least at least it'll be an easy change i would never want to change drums Ugh. right
1: Ugh. yeah it's um I have it's,
0: to do a four corner brake job on my car pads, right. pads all the way around and then rear rotors. So that'll be fun.
1: Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to figure out the direction I want to go there. I, I figure I'm, I definitely don't have the money to like fully modify it for one of the, um, you know, more extreme classes. So I, I figure I'm going to be most competitive in like the street or stock class for,
0: so, for solo. And I know there's, Go for go it. Ahead. No, go for it. Finish your there. I, I was going
1: to say, I know there's, there's some things that you can – like, it's a pretty small list of things you can change, but – um, and you probably have more insight on this too. Well, I, I, I think... was going
0: to give you my insight actually.
1: Yeah, go for it then. So as
0: far as Street goes, I'm not sure where the C4 is. I know it's not in A Street because that's where the C5 is. The C5Z. It's B. Yeah, it's B Street. Um, is it B? Yep. Okay, so you're in B Street, so... Ooh. I can't remember offhand what's in it, but I think there's at least one generation of Miata in B Street. Oh, that's gonna suck. Um, <laughs> As far as what I would do... um, As far as brakes go. So the discs, um, I'm guessing they're vented in the front and just solid um, solid blanks in the back, right?
1: Have you looked at it at all? Um, I know they're vented up front. I want to say that they installed vented all the way around, but I could be wrong about that.
0: So you'd have to check, and this is maybe something you may want to talk to if you have a buddy in a, in a uh, service department they want to have them look up because in street you can have it has to be the same size as stock okay you can't go bigger can't go smaller um but it has to be the same setup as stock meaning if it's vented in the front and solid blanks in the back that's what you got to go with and you can't go with drilled or slotted rotors
1: so this is – right, this is what I was going to ask. So I have, like, the base model, F1 uh, car. Sure. Are you allowed to – within Street, are you allowed to add options from um, – like, if you wanted to go to an FE3 suspension? Which
0: is the Z51 suspension, correct?
1: Yes. Like, so, are you allowed to do that?
0: Yes, but – Uh-oh. So you would have to make the entire car a Z51 car.
1: Oh, really? Yes.
0: <laughs> okay. Me, well, and, and so here's the thing, right? So, if you're just changing, and, and here's the the rules that I've kind of started to live by, okay. Um, you're actually allowed to change the suspension up to single adjustable dampers. That's why we have Coney yellows on the on Tweety on, on the okay. Z. So you could change just the dampers and be fine. But generally speaking, if you try to uprate a car, right? Right? You have to completely uprate the car. Okay. So what what I mean by completely uprate is cuz I think the Z51 has different brakes, probably different brake lines. Like, they probably yep. maybe have stainless steel lines, that kind of stuff. Because, okay. if so, because if someone protests you, not not that it will happen. Um, Cincy and war, both, that that probably – actually, I could guarantee you that won't happen. Yeah, I won't be driving for
1: that to happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just a regional event. I, I don't think people right. are going to care that much. Um, right. But – when you go to nationals, that's where it matters.
1: Right. So. Uh, that's a good thing, though.
0: Yeah. So, and you're right, it is good. Um. So it's kind of up to you at that point. Right. What I would recommend doing. So, did you have a like a particular pad, at least manufacturer in mind?
1: Uh, no, I haven't even gotten that far, honestly.
0: So, Um, as far as Corvettes go, at least C5s, um, I would assume it's pretty similar for C4s. Um, some of the pad menu, because the pads are, pads are game, because they're consumables. Right. Pads don't matter. So, I would look at probably, uh, Hawk. They're always good. That's what I'm putting on Ruthless. At least pads go. Um... As Corvette-specific, I would look at possibly Carbotech. Okay. I don't know if they make C4 stuff. I know they make C5 stuff.
1: Yeah. I know all make a, lot, C6 no, stuff. a lot of people run Hawks.
0: Yeah. That's, um. Yeah. Hawks are always a good bet. Carbotechs are a good bet. Willwoods are always a good bet. EBCs are—you you get the point. Right. Somebody's going to make a performance pad for what you're looking for. Sure. Um— were you are what kind of tires are on that car now? Uh, Do you have any idea? Uh,
1: no, any yeah, idea? I just I just um looked at them the other day. Uh, give me a second. It's it's got summer tires on it. I forget the exact it's make. Got... I, I think it's got Yokohama's on it actually. Okay. Uh, um
0: so as far as tire and wheels go, you can go plus 1 minus 1 on the diameter in street. Right. The kicker is that you can only go plus seven, minus seven on the offset, and it has to fit in the wheel well. Right. That's the kicker for that. Yep. Now, if you if you decide to go balls to the wall and go cam, <laughs> then it's pretty much whatever you can stuff under that thing and not rub. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like that's like unlimited big motor. Yeah.
1: I was gonna say, yeah, I'd be so far out of.
0: That's that's like Paul Curley territory. Actually, that is Paul yeah. Curley territory. That's the class he runs in his C five.
1: Yeah, camp. he's probably doing it too, right? Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> actually, a guy that I would probably talk to, I would get a hold of Danny Pop.
1: I was gonna, gonna say, I think, uh, I think, I uh, think one of Danny's sons actually runs this before.
0: Either his son or his brother or somebody. Okay. But you're correct. Some Somebody connected one to him. Bob is, yes. As, yeah. You are correct. Yeah. Um, We actually need to get a hold of him. Dad's been saying forever, oh, I want Danny Pop to set up the C5. Well, kind of
1: need to get a hold of him to do that. <laughs> you need to get him on this show, too. He's a guy I'd love. To I know.
0: Hit. I know. I need to get a lot of people on the show. Um, Kent Weaver is – Kent and Ben are yeah, they'd two be good people one. that need to be on this show. I agree. Yeah. Um, so anyways, so I've not been to the, the Cincy Novice School, um, nor at this point do I think I need to go to that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing this for a hot minute. Hopefully so, not, right? So it's funny you mention that once I get the car completely together, there was one year that Dad and I did the Phase 1 of the Evo Performance Driving School at Trader's World. Okay. And it helped out a lot. And they do a phase one and a phase two over the weekend. It's pricey, yeah. but it's so worth it.
1: Um. Yeah. Is that late? Is that late June? I don't. I think there was a at the end of June.
0: Uh, yes. I think. Uh, yes. I want to say yes, but I'm not
1: sure. Yeah. I have a buddy in town that weekend, but I'm probably gonna try to swing it anyway
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely at least for it's definitely worth it um when i get the car completely put together i'm actually gonna do both phases i'm gonna do both days okay cool because and that's probably not and it won't be till next year right but even when i just did the phase one it helped me with my mechanics so much okay and gives you a whole new perspective Yeah. But anyways, talk about the Cincy Novice School for those that uh, either aren't in Cincy or maybe are interested and don't know what it's about.
1: Yeah, sure. So, I mean, right off the bat, I'll say, one, all of the instructors and drivers there, super friendly, really welcoming. I would assume Um, Kent
0: and or Ben were drivers slash instructors.
1: Yeah, they were both there. I Um, see. Well, is their solo chair, but. Right, right. But no, I mean, you know, a lot of guys, myself included, are, I guess, a little intimidated by showing up to something like that for the first time, especially in a car that's not super competitive. I was there in my daily driver, uh, Ford Focus, which is not comparable. I'm not making fun of Nick's car. I'm not saying anything (laughs) bad about Focuses. Mine is, like, the base model, like, Econobox. It does have a five-speed, but, like, it you know it's not a it's not a performance car in any stretch of the imagination.
0: Sure.
1: But um, anyway, it's, it's
0: what you had.
1: Exactly. I literally run what I run. Exactly. <laughs> in every sense of the word. I or remember a, you were asking thing.
0: me what should I do to prep this thing, and I said, hmm, pump "Yeah, up the I had tires no idea. Right? Send it."
1: <laughs> and I had no idea about tech inspection or right. You know how. Um, how thoroughly they looked the cars over, any of that stuff. But um I you know, I just did a run through on the car basically the week before, made sure there was nothing obviously wrong with it, made sure the tread was okay, checked all my fluid levels, made sure the battery was secure. The typical um, stuff. Yeah, and they, they they will send you a list of things that they want you to go over. Mm-hmm. But um, got there in the morning. I went a little bit earlier. Um and then, you know, walked, checked in, did all of that, taped the car up, um, walked the course. And the way they had it set up were uh, basically two, I guess, half portions of what would be a full course normally. Sure, um, sure. One yeah, was they, set up. They
0: would set it up so they could break it up. They kind of did the same exactly, thing. Exactly,
1: yeah. Yeah, and there were a lot of cars there. I mean, there were probably… 40 or 50 cars there maybe even more see that's
0: awesome i love i love when people do that kind of stuff
1: yeah yeah huge i mean lots of participation and all sorts of cars there were guys like me driving focuses there was another guy like in an accord a couple jettas things like that all the way up to guys driving you know z06 corvettes Mm -hmm. and uh obviously much more competitive cars But yeah, so they had it split up into two half sections in the morning. One was like a uh, 5 cone slalom that uh, went into a 90-degree turn.
0: Slalom. And ended.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And then ended with a Chicago box. And then the second course was like um, two late developing 180-degree turns. And then ended, I think, in like a two-cone slalom. Okay. Um, Not bad. Yeah. So, and then... So we ran each of those in the morning and the nice thing about the novice event was you're just like it doing basically in the car the whole time i mean obviously there's times where you're working the course too but you get lots and lots of runs so i think i got five or six runs of each of those half courses in the morning and then i think i got six runs of the full course in the afternoon
0: oh see that so that was awesome
1: because yeah at the end of the day we're there to i mean we're there because we want to drive. Right. Right. And, um, it, it, it was great from that sense that you definitely get your time's worth, um, to go there and then you can go out with as many of the instructors as you want uh, to learn different points and things like that. Mm -hmm. You can walk the course with a number of different instructors and get a sense for each of their perspectives and different tips and tricks that, that each of them might have, but overall uh you know great way to get started really really accessible not intimidating in any way um the nice thing about that as opposed to just showing up to one of the other events is everyone there knows that you're a novice like right they they're going to be looking for you they're going to point you in the right direction and again everyone was was really friendly there so i had an awesome time i i unfortunately have not been able to get to another event um you and i are going to have to start going I know, half, I know the second
0: I... half of my season is going to be very very busy Let's yeah
1: exactly because well now that a... i've got a car to, to actually run yeah I'm, I'm i'm looking to get very into it but
0: um hey you're more than welcome pretty to pretty tag along with stuff, me and dad to, to grissom in in july
1: well yeah by then i'll i'll definitely be running my own car again I, i'd love to run this week and i just kind of worked out that yeah. I mean, it's kind of funny. And I honestly, I might try to go up to Columbus and um do it up at uh, Port O'Beds, but uh, I've
0: I'm wanting like, to do a couple of uh, OVR's events this year. Yeah. Yeah. There were a couple of guys that have gone guys that have gone up there already and they're like, "Well, it's it's kind of small, but for what they got up there, it's really good and you get more runs." And I'm all for getting more runs, especially at regionals.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be fun. It'll be interesting to see how this car does out there too. It's um, <laughs> it's very different from both of my other cars.
0: I was gonna say it's, it's a little uh, loosey goosey.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, the steer- It's it's very loose. Uh, it rattles a lot. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it's it's fun. It's just gonna. I'm gonna have to kind of manhandle it around an autocross us. Well, at least but, there's
0: power steering.
1: Yeah, yeah. But it's heavy. I mean, it's got 275s all the way around. So it's it's oh, so going to be a That's not workout. bad. Yeah, but it's a lot of r- rubber rub front.
0: That is true. That is true. I mean, coming from the people that have on our race car, we, I think we have 275s up front and then like 315s in the back.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think my so... I think my C 2 45 or 265 up front and 305 yeah. in the back.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, modern cars with Stagger, even even cars that are 20 years old, are still massive. Yeah. And that's yep. that's also something I'm going to suggest to you. Maybe you want to shrink the the front tire size a little bit.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, it'll get be a, get, it'll get be it out and drive it
0: first and see what you think, but
1: yeah, I think yeah. you're going to be doing that. Yeah, I figure the first, at least, you know, first event I'll just run as is, and then
0: mm-hmm.
1: start going from there. But I'm looking forward to it.
0: Who knows? You might keep your C4 and your C8.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll see about that. Uh, we'll we'll see. If, if I can afford to, I'd I'd love to. But um, like I said, my other project's pretty expensive. Wow. Well, uh, so yeah. We'll see. We'll see who, who knows fun. there
0: might be a, a podcast host that that would buy it from you.
1: <laughs> yeah there you go. hey you know what I we could probably work something out.
0: I'm sure we can you it's know? just it's just will the bank let me <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's the key
0: yeah well Michael, thank you for coming on the show.
1: yeah absolutely this,
0: this was as always you're you're a pleasure
1: yeah i mean i'm i'm always down to to bs and talk cars so anytime happy to be on whenever
0: well we'll definitely have you on again so we can get more updates on your on your build
1: yeah for sure hopefully yeah. as we get closer to uh, close to november it's really starts to kick in
0: you know um, i i can't wait to see the finished product
1: i can't either
0: yeah yeah <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can't wait to see it well i can't wait to see it either and it's my car yeah. 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 <laughs> well awesome yeah. awesome well everyone on that bombshell as clarkson used to like to say ah uh, it is time to end the show and like i said uh, earlier in the show don't forget to check out uh the car spa and get your car all squared away and nice and shiny and pretty Uh, Again, that is The Car Spa. The easiest way to find them is on Facebook. Don't forget our promo code. Promo code RUTHLESS for 10% off. And we will see everyone next week. Have a good one.